Welcome to the Action Takers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nate. We got JC here with us as always. JC, how's it going? It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours. I'm doing better than you are because you are currently operating a motor vehicle and doing a YouTube show, podcast, you know, whatever it's called. It, uh, dude, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, my, my stomach bug, my fucking flu's over with. Do I feel refreshed? I'm like 10 pounds lighter because, you know, that's that's just the way it goes when you go to Mexico and eat all their uh, the local cuisine and uh, you get sick. You know, it's just the way it goes. Man, you know, uh, yeah, we, we've been on a hiatus for two weeks. Uh, it seems like a lot's happened. Uh, and, and this is just a dedication to the podcast that I have, you know, uh, doing a bunch of stuff and like, hey, it's going to be uh, in the car recording, you know, people people make sh- you know, YouTube videos in, in the car all the time. So why oh, can't yeah. we do podcast? No, it, dude. And, and, and a couple weeks ago, I, I, for everyone listening, I, uh, I texted Nate and I'm like, dude, shit, I forgot the podcast. Like what I'm sitting on a fucking beach, drinking a beer, fucking eating tacos. And I'm like, fuck, I guess we can do it here. And you're like, nah, dude, it, I, I already, I already wrote you off this week. Okay. So it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm back in the home studio. It's uh, I'm gonna have to get better on my on my mobile setup, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I, luckily, you know, all you need is a cell phone and it's a decent uh, service or Wi-Fi. We, we we can make it happen. Uh, but it uh, it's yes, your your setup's a little uh, it's it's a little different than mine. I uh, I'm a bit of a tech nerd when it comes to uh gear and shit like that dude i have so much shit on my desk it's uh i we're we're coming to like kind of the end of the year and we're trying to like eliminate a lot of our stuff and all i want to do is buy more shit and uh it's it's i'm trying to live that you know minimalist life and it's it's rather challenging oh it is it is i mean especially because this time of year right because everything's on sale everywhere you go they're, they're just getting ready for christmas shopping so there's just deals on everything and there's all kinds of cool gadgets, especially for, you know, for the, the video and, and uh, you know, studio setup. You know, there's all kinds of stuff we can add. Dude, it's fucking crazy. It's uh, it. So we 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 took off and uh, we went to a, uh, a friend's wedding. We my wife and I and my son and I decided that we were going to start kind of like a like a YouTube, like a travel YouTube channel. And our cobble trip was like pretty much a pre-run for it. And sure enough, dude, I'm looking at new cameras, lenses. I went out and bought, I asked myself, I go, what would Grant Cardone do? And sure enough, Grant Cardone told me to go buy a $500 fucking lens for a goddamn camera. Then come to find out, I recorded all the footage in the wrong fucking setting. So it wouldn't upload to my goddamn computer. <laughs> so oh I've been gosh. fiddle fucking around with that. I finally got it up there. It uh, I finally figured it out. But it's one of those things that you just, you know, you, you got to learn sometimes. Like I was... I used to tell myself, I'm like, oh, I want to learn from other people's mistakes. And sometimes it's just inevitable that you're going to learn from your own because you're just, you know, either your pride gets in the way or you just, you know, overlook a few features on your new fucking camera. It it, it happens. And that's how we just learn the best. Like, e- even if you research it, okay, this is how it, you, it operates, you're still going to mess up. But like you said, you, you learn for next time. It, makes uh, everything better dude it's and then and then the exciting part so i get off the phone nate and nate says hey like let's do the podcast next week make sure you know you don't you don't get that you know don't drink the mexican water and sure enough pretty sure i did but it uh dude i almost lost my fucking drone oh my god i 
I don't know if I told you this, but we were preparing for uh, to go on this trip, and we were going to bring the drone, you know, get some beautiful shots at Cabo and, you know, kind of, you know, steal some of those, you know, Instagrammable moments. And sure enough, I test out the drone in my backyard, and sure enough, this fucking drone attacks me. Literally, like, is trying to run into my leg. I got a cut on my leg. I go, fuck it. So I, I kind of fiddle fuck around with it, get it back working, test it out again, totally fine, doesn't run me over again. And sure enough, we're in Mexico on the fucking beach. Okay, there's cruise ships everywhere. There's fucking hundreds of people on the beach, you know, waiting for the sunset. I let, I launched the drone, and this thing has a mind of its goddamn own. I swear, I was like, oh, there's my $900 drone just flying into the fucking Pacific. It, uh, I finally saved it. I crashed <laughs> it into the beach. It looked like a terrorist attack at, at one point in time, you know, but it, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. If anyone wants to buy a broken drone, I've got one available uh, for sale. Man, uh, you know, I, I've, that's one thing, you know, I haven't been added. I, I think I maybe messed with that round with one drone that someone else had, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to do, you know, getting that thing uh, to get those shots and then, and then, yeah, trying to get to land where you want it to land. It, it's, it's some work. Dude, it's, and then you gotta like, you gotta follow all these guidelines and all these restrictions. And, you know, you gotta make sure that, you know, you meet the FFA guidelines. And you're now, now I'm testing to be a pilot and that I don't wanna do that anymore. So I don't, I think I'm gonna lay off on the drone work for now. It's, I found a cool feature for our, our travel channel. Essentially, you could, there's a service out there. I can't remember what it's called, but you pay like 15 bucks a month and they, and they essentially give you free, copyright free, uh, like drone footage and like, stock footage and you type into a place and you're like boom you got the perfect drone footage and you don't have the issue of dragging your drone into a foreign country unsure if you're gonna get fined or not or get it taken from you at the uh the old customs office and uh so cool feature if anyone's looking for uh, a little hack for their uh their video content creation Man, that that sounds awesome. I mean, the, the stuff that, that that's out there now, you know, right there, another business idea uh, that someone came up with. And I mean, it it always surprises me when we talk about these things and then what is like out there. You know, the, these ideas that people have come up with uh, for businesses and, and to to make money. And it's just it's just always so cool how limitless it is. You know, that we there's always there's always something we can think of to do. Dude, it's uh, it's. It's pretty remarkable. And so when I was spending my time uh, in Mexico, we took a few cab rides and I got to talking to some of the locals and hey, seems like everyone's from America. Okay. Even, even the people who, and not to be judgmental, but you know, people who look like they only speak Spanish and sure enough, you get in the car and like, Oh, where are you from? They're like, uh, you know, Oakland or Richmond or fucking orange County. And you're like, Oh shit. Okay. That's cool. Um, but uh, I was talking to this guy, and, and he was explaining to me some of the uh, the restrictions and laws in regards to uh, Mexico. And I'm like, okay, like, so you're a taxi driver? Is this all you do? He's like, oh no, I'm into real estate. I have a fuck. I have a li- I like. I have a liquor store downtown, and that just kills it. Uh, I got to make sure my employees don't steal from me. So you know, I've got that problem. And then I've got an Uber, and then I've got this and this. And I'm like, dude, it's just cool to meet like different entrepreneurs and different people doing things a different way sometimes and it was cool to see that on vacation yeah i i mean especially now obviously you know times are a lot tougher so people are, are definitely getting more and more uh 
involved with things and, and getting those, uh, those side hustles. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the time to be doing things right now. Well, let, let me ask you this. Cause it, it's just, we're in this world today and every news outlet, fucking YouTube channel, any other reports is anything financial. They're all saying we're, we're going to be in the worst recession. We're, we're horribly in a recession. Everything's going down. And I look around in the, in, in fucking in a foreign country, everything's running fine. It, I look here in the United States and I'm like, everything's pretty good. Like it, no one's not going out to dinner. It's not like a, it's not like another pandemic. It is the same kind of financial climate, you know, in California, like it is here in Georgia and Mexico. Like what, what are you seeing? Uh, I mean, yeah, people are still doing things, right? People, uh, but it's, I, I think it's just the, I mean, everything just costs more, you know, go into the grocery store, uh, go into Walmart, go into the gas station. You know, it's, it's just that this longevity of, of higher prices and things just going up and up and slowly. Um, it, I think it's just more people are feeling it, but yeah, people still are, you know, you go out to dinner or go out to fast food restaurants. I mean, there's still got long lines or there's still people there. I mean, so it's not like people aren't doing things. Um, but you know, I, I think people are definitely feeling it more though than, than we were a couple of years ago. See, and I agree with you. I, I know inflation's gone up quite a bit and I, I don't know the exact number. I'm not a financial advisor, but I will say it seems like it's only gone up in America. Okay. Like, so to give you an example, and we were like, you know, we stayed in an Airbnb for three or four days before we went to the resort and, you know, essentially it was treated like Southern California, but we went ahead we took an Uber ride to the local, you know, Wally world Walmart. And sure enough, a, our Uber costs $4, which for a 15, 20 minute Uber ride in the United States would cost 30 to $40. And then we get to Walmart and we, we go in and we're just, we, a, we don't know what the hell we're buying because a, it's in, <laughs> it's in Spanish and two, it's in pesos. So we don't know how much we're spending. Like the end bill was like $1,100 and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, this is, this is ridiculous. And she's like, Oh, do you want it in us dollars? And I'm like, please. And sure enough, dude, we, we were able to buy two cases of beer six bottles of wine, two bottles of booze, mixers, snacks, milk, uh, some lunch items, and it all costs 90 bucks. Dude, it, I looked at my cart and I'm like, in the United States, this would have cost me three or $400. And it got me thinking, I'm like, why is it different? Like I'm in, a, I'm in one of the most popular tourist cities in, in Mexico, one of the safest places in the world. And it's ridiculously cheap. And I just, I just wonder like, is... Are we being, and, the, and the, I'll go down the conspiracy road, but are we being pumped this fucking fake shit for essentially the super wealthy to get even wealthier? I, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely possible. Uh, not, well, I think, yeah, like just our costs are, are more. I mean, you figure a lot of that stuff too is right there, right? Versus the beer, and not all beer, but some of that beer, the, Beer we buy, beer is being imported, right? So there's just costs to that. I mean, I, I, I think it, it is. I mean, yeah, you go to these other countries and you, you are, your, your money does go a lot farther. I mean, we were talking about that a few episodes ago. You know, you want to go to Bali and, and all this stuff that you can get uh, for a lot less money. Uh, and it's still really nice, still really luxurious. So um, it's, it's 
one of those things uh, <laughs> that, Dude, that you don't really realize. Like you said, you go, you go there and you're like, wait, 90 bucks is easily $300 bill. It was, it was just mind blowing. And sure enough, we made a few more trips to the freaking Walmart because we go to the resort and the resort, they're like, Oh, you want a beer? And I'm like, sure. How much is it? And they're like, you know, 12 bucks. And I'm like, I'm good. I'll, I'll just, I'll just hike my ass up to the room and get myself a six pack that literally cost me a third of that. Um, yeah. And it just, dude, it just cracks me up. Um, when I start looking at life and I start looking at the way we live here in the United States and everyone's like, everyone's like, Oh, this is the American dream. And I'm like, is it like, is it because like Cabo San Lucas is 70% Americans or Canadian or expats essentially. Um, and I, so I started talking to one of these other guys, one of these sales guys down there. And I'm like, dude, what, what do you pay for rent? Like, what is, what is rent down here? Is it super expensive? Because, well, to give you an idea, like I live in a, uh, I live in a condo. It's a three bedroom, two bath, fully furnished. And I have a view of the Pacific Ocean. And I'm like, dude, what, what does that cost you? Six, $7,000 a month? He's like, 1500 bucks. And I'm like, what? I go, you, couldn't, you could never have anything like that. And, and then I started thinking about like, well, maybe it's an unsafe city. And then I look it up and it's one of the most safest cities in North America. I'm like, okay, so it's safe. So then I'm like, okay, so the grocery store's cheap, rent's cheap. And you get a view of the fucking Pacific. It only rains 10 days a year there. I mean, you got to worry about hurricanes and shit. But, you know, what what is going on? I feel like sometimes, like, the American dream that we're being taught in our youth is just full of shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the only uh, the, the challenge there would be more, uh, you know, the job options. And is there is there the... Uh the money uh, can be made there, but I, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of opportunities. I mean, like I said, with the tourist stuff there and, and the, uh, you know, th those uh, have jobs, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely for retirement or, or, you know, you got money saved up and uh, those are definitely the good places to go. Well, and I think, I think a lot of times, like I think remote work has definitely opened up the opportunity to, to really expand your borders. Essentially, you know, from Cabo San Lucas to California, it's like a two and a half hour, four hour, three hour, three and a half hour flight. And you look at it and you're like, oh shit, like it, you're in the mountain standard time. And one of my buddies is like, dude, I've, I've been thinking about moving down here for months because now I'm, I'm this stock trader and I don't want to live on the West coast anymore, but Cabo's in, you know, in the mountain time and I can, I can live down here for two grand a month. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way cheaper than, uh, that same stuff here is, is double at least. Well, what else, what else you got? It's uh, I, I I had this big adventure and then I had a, a another horrible adventure. Do not drink the water. I will say that. Like in the United States, like dude, it when you it's crazy because like you look at you look at certain countries and you look at the United States and everything I just said. I'm going to contradict myself right now because. Running water that is drinkable is pretty, pretty key. And then, and then also like, a, like no one thinks about this, but we went into several restrooms because my son is three and he's got to pee every 10 minutes and there are bins next to the toilets. And it's because you can't flush toilet paper down the, down the toilet. You got to wipe your butt and then you got to throw a trash can next to you. Oh and my gosh. It, uh, it's one of those things that you're like, 
Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, it. Uh, now at the same time, we stayed in a, a resort and we stayed in an Airbnb where we had, you know, actual, um, you know, proper plumbing. Um, and uh, but it just it just cracked me up because I'm like, oh, okay, there are some major differences here in uh, in a third world country, essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, that's the right. I mean, something that we definitely take for granted is is plumbing right being able to turn on a faucet and the water goes on uh you know in certain parts of the countries uh electricity right we can flip a switch here and we don't ever think twice about it but um yeah there, there are some a lot of those not a lot but some of those luxuries that we definitely don't even think about or that you know having to put <laughs> use toilet paper in a can not just uh, in the toilet so man uh that's uh, yeah it's very interesting uh to say the least Dude, it, so I, I started looking it up and sure enough, like 90% of the world does not have plumbing that can handle the old toilet paper. It, uh, they're, they're, uh, wipe your butt and throw it in the bin next to the toilet. <laughs> I was like, oh, so like the rest, of, we're just the weird ones. We're the ones that, are, <laughs> or maybe we're the normal ones. I don't know. But it was, uh, it was an interesting observation, uh, when I was down on that trip, it, uh, but at the same time, I, I had a couple. I, I jotted down a couple questions because we're getting to the. It's the last quarter of the year, and I wanted to know. I'll give you kind of an idea. I, I want to know, like, twenty twenty three is around the corner. Uh, what's your What's your biggest goal? Like, it, it, either financially or emotionally, or you know, wh- whatever. What What is your biggest goal here in the next? I don't know, like three or four months. Uh, I mean, for me, I've had a lot of change in the last, you know, month and, and it's just, it's just kind of getting back on track, uh, getting back on track towards the, the financial goals. Uh, definitely want to pay off debt. Definitely want to do more of the, uh, the work on my business a little bit more. And just, it's just really that I feel like from where we started in the beginning of the year to where we are now, I, I've fallen off track with a lot of things and just, uh, and, and I've, eliminated a lot of extra stuff, you know, and it really kind of gone down to focusing on certain, you know, only doing certain things every day. So that's mine. It's very big, but it's, it's just more of get back on track, pay off debt and, and work on the business and, and keep growing with the personal development, um, you know, and go, go that route. Okay. Good deal. With, uh, I gotta say like it, I started looking at like my life and I started and I, and I, I ran into the same problem you, you know, you've had, and you take on so many different projects and you start, you know, really like splicing up your time and you realize like, you're not really getting great at anything. You know what I mean? Like it, for me, I was doing, you know, the service business. I was doing the storage, the real estate stuff. I was doing the content. I was doing the golf content. I was doing the, you know, the TikToks and Instagrams and all this shit. I was, you know, and then I decided to build a Shopify store and I decided to build, you know, multiple websites for people. And I was like, I I wasn't really good at anything. Like maybe I was good at it, but I wasn't necessarily great at anything specific. So in the coming months, my, my ultimate goal is to absolutely simplify my life where I automate a lot more things where I don't have to worry about uh, certain businesses. So like, there's certain businesses where I was like, ah, maybe I'll sell these or maybe, you know, maybe someone will take them on. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, well, what do like the super wealthy people do? 
because they always talk about, oh, I've got seven or nine income streams. You know, that's how you get rich in this world. And I'm like, eh, kind of. But what do they do? And you know what they do really well is they have the ability to give up control. Because I'm kind of a control freak, all right? So like with, with our storage business, like if I'm not answering the phone, like the sales aren't getting done. But someone could else do that. It's literally, it's it's simple as, hi, this is, you know, blah, blah, storage unit. Uh, would you like to rent a unit? Sure. Okay. Here's your information. Perfect. Uh, we need a credit card. Awesome. Here you go. All right. Have a great day. You know what I mean? Like half the shit I do anyways is automated. Like just being able to give up that trust is, is kind of one of my goals uh, for the, uh, for the next, you know, I don't know, three, six months. Yeah. And to even touch on that point, uh, uh, someone, one of the influencers I follow or, or business owners, or uh, they kind of made that point where about the seven streams, the, the people that say that they, you know, he's just saying they focus on one thing really, really, really good. And they still focus on that one thing. And then when they make a lot of money from that one thing, then they invest that money into something else. So, you know, he's, he was saying that it's not a, you start out having all these streams of income. You, you focus on one thing really well and you just keep focusing on that one thing and then you that one thing uh supply you know supplies the cash to to invest in other things to get the cash flow so um it's it's you know one of those things that yeah everyone gets caught up in that one entity and all these different things first you no know, you really got to get honed in on one thing and then that thing will will uh supply the money to make the investments to get that cash flow it uh it's one of those things that like you know, um, it just, I don't know. It's sometimes like I, sometimes I catch myself listening to these people and they're like, Oh, you know, they give all this advice and then you start, you know, putting it in action. You're like, how the fuck do they do this? And you realize like, Oh, they have an entire team that does this for them and they just take credit for it. And I think a lot of it had just, it's, it's all about control. That's and, and the ability to trust people and be able to train people and be able to put systems and processes in place. And I think that's, you know, pretty, pretty unique and pretty important lesson here it uh but i wanted to know because i've i've made a few bad investments this year it's i did not read the market trends like i thought i did and i swung and missed it uh at least for me one of my worst investments uh was investing in crypto okay it i got i got attached to the old crypto bug because i i had this like fear of missing out you know, I feared that, oh my gosh, if I didn't buy it at $38,000, um, it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to catch the next wave where it's going to hit a hundred thousand dollars. There was all these very optimistic people about it. And when I started seeing the U S economy start turning, I should have just sold. And I didn't, I, I hung on and I waited and I waited. Sure enough, it is just absolutely tanked. Um, what, what do you, what do you got? Did you, did you dump some money into crypto? I did. I did. Uh, I uh, did invest some money, not too much. Uh, I think there's maybe like a hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks, and, and then yeah, right, because there's these all these super inexpensive ones were shooting up, and just want to get in on it. Uh, I haven't even checked it so long. Once it went bad, I'm like it's, it's sitting there. You know, I got you know three or I, I don't know how many five million of, uh, of uh, I think it was Shiba. Is it Shiba or I forget one of yeah. one of those uh, a super cheap that I bought. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, what I say is a bad investment. I don't know, because it could always turn around. Uh, you know, I had dumped a whole bunch of money into it, but I, I wanted to be a part of it, right? Because just in case, you know, you start running the numbers, like, man, even if it gets to, 
to five cents each and I got three million, that's going to be, you know, however X amount of dollars for this hundred dollar investment. So, um, yeah, I, but the same way, right. Everyone was excited about it. There was buzz. You don't want to be missing out on it. So, um, and I did the same thing like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next question on my list is what book are you currently reading? So my, my current book is extreme ownership. Uh, just got into that one. Uh, I, uh, Jocko, uh, and I read his other one, the dichotomy of leadership. That was a good book. So yeah, I got into this one and it's, uh, it's, just in the very beginning of it, so I haven't got too much into it, but it's a, it's the same, same kind of uh, rent the same way as the other one. Basically, stories from Afghanistan and uh, and Iraq uh, that they have uh, as Navy SEALs, and, and um, you know this one's more based on on taking ownership of, of things that happened. Okay, good deal. Yeah, I have to and, get that one a shot. I, I know that guy. I mean, he's he's a very intense individual. He. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a unique individual also, and and I understand why he was so he was such a influential role, especially with his his particular SEAL team or his you know his group of of SEALs. He's uh, I, I read a book when I first joined the SWAT team, and it was about him, and and it was it was really interesting on his perspective of certain things, like how to clear buildings, how to you know how to do certain things, and we lost Nate. He's gone. See you later. All right. So I'm going to give you my book that I'm currently reading. It's uh, Nate, you still there? I don't know if he's still there. You still there? Yeah, I'm here now. I don't know what happened. Yeah, we're here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happens. Anyway, so I'm reading. A, if, if anyone's looking for a great leadership book that not doesn't necessarily have to do with business, but has to do with business in regards to like personal excellence, like what you talk about, uh, the score takes care of itself by uh, Bill Walsh with Steve Jameson and Craig Walsh. It's absolutely so. If you're not familiar with the 49ers, they won five Super Bowls in like I don't know, 10 or 12 years. And it was essentially by this guy's overall understanding of like just pure excellence, of, of, the organizational excellence, not just the football players, just not the coaches, but the front office staff, the secretaries, the people that park cars, the guys who cook corn dogs and the guys who serve beer and the ladies who, you know, sold tickets or whatever. And uh, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's an older book, but it's one of those books that like, I'm just frivolously like taking notes, but also like really going back and like rereading sections to really like hone in just because this guy's mind is just absolutely incredible. I mean, that's definitely something I believe in. I mean, because it still does matter. It, it's it's from from the very front to the very back. You know, it, it's everything has to be great um, for uh, in business for things to be you know moving forward and in the right direction. And if any part's not, I think it can really uh, have an effect on things. Dude, it just it's it's pretty remarkable, and and it's one of those things that like as I'm as I'm taking notes through it, and um, it's one of those things that like. One of the things that he he brought up, and it's it's kind of unique. He he's got his five do's and five don'ts, and he goes, "Do expect defeat. Do force yourself to stop looking backward and dwelling on the difference uh, or the professional train wreck you have just been in. Do allow yourself 
appropriate recovery grieving time. Do tell yourself, I am going to stand and fight again. Uh, do begin planning for your next series, serious encounter. And then his five don'ts are, don't, don't ask uh, why me. Don't expect uh, sympathy. Don't bellyache. Don't keep accepting condolences. And don't blame others. And uh, I don't know. I just I read that passage quite a bit, and I was just like, "Good God!" Like these these influencers we pay attention—they're stealing this shit from this guy. You know, <laughs> one of the greatest football coaches ever, and they're just absolutely pickpocketing him of some of the, some of the great knowledge that he passed along. And and it kind of—I don't know—it just shows you. I mean, I I don't know. Were you a 49er fan with uh, with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice? And you know, no, no, I, I was the opposite side of the bay, Ra- Raiders fan. Uh, up, so. maybe they should have read the book you know? yeah i mean you know they, they had some greatness uh you know for a little bit but uh no all those points are, are great and it's it's uh like i said it's I'm, I'm gonna read that one i'll add it to the list add it to the list it's a good book man it's uh it's it's pretty incredible so what uh we got five minutes left what's what's on the agenda what a what are you accomplishing this week? What action are you taking? Uh, you know, so my, and it's kind of thing I texted you about is, is mine is the kind of just, because part of what I do all day is, is, is selling things and, and kind of what I'm trying to do is just be more, uh, you know, is, is conviction uh, or believing in, in what you're selling or how much do you believe, you know, is, is it necessary? Right. I mean, do you, you know, there's, there's so many different beliefs out there, you know, oh, you got to be super excited about the product. Uh, you got to be neutral about the whole situation. You know, there's, there's so many uh, different theories and, and people that, you know, from the Grant Cardone's to the Andy Elliott's to, you know, there's all these different people that have um, theories of the best way to sell. So uh, my thing is, is trying to hone in on what is the best approach to, um, you know, getting, you know, being that, that good salesperson. Dude, it so when I was in sales, it I noticed that like the two avenues I would go down is the first avenue is what I was taught and what what I was expected to kind of like emulate and kind of like portray myself as as this individual who we learn from. You know, we try to use their exact tactics and the way they said things. And I realized that didn't work at all. Like, I I feel like you got to find your own style. And I think you got to use your own personality to sell. Because I think a lot of people, especially in today's world, like salespeople, like there's no fucking like most people don't want to get like they don't want to get sold. Like most of the time they do their own research. Most of the time they, you know, they've already made up their mind if they're going to buy or not. And it's just it's about more of a relationship than it is. Uh, you know, the product that you're selling or the freaking shitty Honda Civic or, you know, what, why is this better than that? It's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that like, I feel like I've had the most success with just the ability to use my personality to essentially befriend them. And they just want to do business with me. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, cause every information is at everyone's fingertips. They usually do all the research before they even get to that point of, of ready to buy. So it, it really, it's, it isn't where you having to, you know, they already know everything. Sometimes they even know more than you because they've done, there are those people that just go super in depth on the research and, and the reviews and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, where, where it's really just helping them and, and, and helping them get what they want. It's not, not really of you trying to sell them anything. Dude, it, I, I remember, 
selling uh selling uh Jeep Wrangler Rubicons, okay? And I thought I knew like what a Jeep Wrangler was. Like it it can go on the Rubicon. It's got four-wheel drive. You can take the top off. It's got AC in the doors. And I, I would get these guys in there and I they'd be like, well, does it have the 410 rear suspension? And have, does it have this, this, and this? And I'm like, dude, I have no idea. Like, let's, let's go look. Let's go find out together. And it was just one of those like experiences where I made I made the fucking customer essentially sell it to me and in turn sold it to themselves because we met all their requirements. All their research had been done and, you know, it just fucking clicked for them. And I just, you know, you just asked for the sale at the end of it. And most of the time people say yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it is, you know, it's, it's a different, uh, different time. So yeah, sometimes some of the, 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 techniques or training that people offer is, is yeah like so you feel like it's a little outdated um and you just the, the easiest thing is yeah just be yourself and, and help people well and, and you got to recognize those sales guys who are selling the sales technique they're in the business of sales okay <laughs> like it just always cracks me up i would always i'd watch their presentation i'd, I'd listen to them and i'm like these fucking guys they are the they are the best salesmen because they convinced my sales manager to come in here and spend ten thousand dollars to talk to us today. It just cracks me up. It's just something I gotta always remember. Yeah, no, no, it's well, it's true. Yeah, that's what they that's what they do. Uh, how about you? What what's your uh, what's your action for the week? My action for the week is. I got to edit some videos. That's we're, we're going to kick off our travel channel here uh, shortly in the next uh, you know few, few weeks. And I need to get the videos done when they're fresh in my mind. That's, that's the ultimate goal. That's awesome. Right, and you're, you're, it's a completely new channels, you know, something specific to, to that. Yeah. It's going to be very specific to like family travel specifically, like with a kid is, uh, okay. is kind of our sales pitch. Awesome. That'll be good. I'll, let's uh, be looking forward to, to seeing that and watching it grow and, and uh, yeah, just like our, just like our, our channel, uh, slowly but surely getting more views, getting more subscribers, getting more likes. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours.